a very important point which we should always keep in mind and many of the FAQs that we receive after the session that revolve around this. I am following Krishna consciousness and still there is suffering. This thing is not getting settled. That issue, other problem is there. So we discuss this very important point that nothing is good and nothing is bad in this world. It is all about consciousness. It all depends. If we are good, then the nature is good. But if we are bad, then the nature is also bad, very bad. So I again repeat, nothing is good. Nothing is bad. If we are good, then nature is good. And if there is any cause of suffering, that is because we are bad. We are not following the laws. We understood with the example, the policeman per se, we cannot say is good or bad. He is good for good law abiding citizens and he is very bad devil's angel for a person who is an outlaw. So any kind of suffering that we are having in life, so we should ask this question. Am I surrendered to the government, the supreme government? Am I surrendered to God? Do I have inquisitiveness to understand the instructions of God? God has come and declared the instructions in the Bhagavad Gita. Have I expressed my eagerness to quickly finish reading all the instructions? So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to follow in this world? So first of all, we should be very eager and then... Uh, even though a person wants to do it, strength may not be there. A criminal knows I should not steal, but he's compelled to steal. There is no strength, even though sometimes knowledge is there. Sometimes even knowledge of what is right and wrong may not be there. Then who can avoid suffering? Even after knowledge, there is strength which is required. So a person should be very, very eager. At least let me have knowledge and try to develop strength. So all the sufferings that we have, it is only because of us. We break the laws of nature, so we suffer. And if we are good, then the nature acts in another way. The same nature, same Mahamaya, which is the cause of illusion, it starts behaving as Yogmaya. It starts connecting us to Krishna. And the matter starts behaving like spirit. Spirit means, which is connected to Krishna, Krishna's internal energy. And matter means, which is separated from Krishna, part of existence. But actually nothing can be separate. Separation is only an illusion. So matter for a pure devotee, a person is perfectly law abiding, following the laws of God, loving God. For him, the matter also behaves like spirit. Matter does not put him in illusion. Here when we see any matter, oh, where is God in picture? We don't see God roaming around, giving direction to some people, do proper management. We have never seen the, never seen the face of God. We have not seen him giving interviews on TV channels. We don't find him interfering personally. So we think he is not there around. This is the function of matter. Matter creates illusion that it is separate from God. Whereas spirit, direct perception of God can be realized. So for pure devotee, whenever he observes any matter, whenever he perceives any matter, he immediately is able to contact and perceive Krishna. Thus, the matter behaves like spirit. And what is the nature of spirit? Satchidananda. Eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. 
thus the pure devotee's life is completely full of bliss because the matter behaves like spirit for a pure devotee so this world there are three functions which are very important which is sustaining this world and that is creation maintenance and destruction srishti siti pralaya sadhana shakti reka chaye vayasya bhuvanani bibharti durga इच्छानुरूपम अपि यस्य just like if you have any uh, industry you have to create first of all some managers old managers are dying means retiring so you have to recruit fresh people new people you have to recruit at proper time you cannot hire so many people and then they are just setting you are paying salary to them isn't it we cannot retire before this thing so there is proper uh, this thing you have to give notice there is notice period of certain months these are various laws which if a person follows then uh, he will not face any suffering in life so just like there are laws in a company there is proper management required in the company you need creation process you need maintenance and then you need destruction also you need uh, uh, to destroy things the damaged things have to be removed people have to be retired they cannot always be kept so just a crude example so creation maintenance destruction if people keep on living people don't die only what will happen to this world chaos will happen so destruction is also very very important that is why the nature automatically it destroys the forests there is wind there is friction there is fire and the forests get burnt and uh, so as as i had shared before in one of the sessions so in california the americans they thought we are more advanced in science we will not allowed the this destruction unnecessary burning of the forests so they use some technology expert fire fighting and they stopped these small fires which were breaking very often and uh, then there was such a big fire because all those dry leaves and woods they got kept on getting accumulated and then there was such a big fire there was a huge devastation and then they did further research and they understood these small fires are very important for replenishing the soil replenishing the forest and the nature itself this is very good healthy for everything everybody ecological balance and this way if you stop these small fires one day there would be such great fire it it will cause great destruction so this nature is following very nicely these laws creation maintenance destruction and it can happen very very easily with the plants with uh, matter because they follow perfectly matter does not have its own intelligence that yes uh, mountain things i will fly from this place settle in another place tomorrow glaciers thing let me stop flowing now let me stop melting no matter is following the laws of nature and so are the lower species the animals are also completely they are participating in the maintenance so perfect balance is going animals cannot produce cannot create unlimited offsprings it is limited these many offsprings in this season they would produce there is time for the mating for the creation maintenance destruction everything is the animals are tightly under control they cannot accumulate 
so krishna has arranged food for all the animals but if the animals start accumulating like human beings there would be chaos but animals do not have such intelligence whereby they can exercise free will thus there is no karma for the animals so animals being perfectly under laws of nature they are participating in the maintenance in creation destruction this process very nicely affairs of material world but human being that is very dangerous element human being has been given freedom independence so that is why in order to control manage system which involves people you need to have certain laws so thus various dharma shastras law scriptures are given to regulate the activities of a human being you need to create you need to produce child produce property produce anything there is a proper process for it how to maintain there is a proper process and about destruction also there is proper process there are rules and regulations even for dying and death rituals we have so there is a proper process of destruction also so if all these things are followed properly there would be balance and if you do not follow these rules and regulations nicely given by the creator then we see we see what is happening that is chaos everywhere just like bhagavata mentions and people were knowing that we should not take more crops and uh, so my father uh, is in agriculture department so he would tell me how uh, the people have to be encouraged that please use the fertilizers the scientists would make would make fertilizers and encourage people to use this please put fertilizers and uh, then you will have very good crops they would not take more crops so they have to be educated please take more crops one in this season or other in this season two three crops you can take and by using fertilizer there was some immediate benefit also you started getting so much of bumper crop but now the statistics are very dangerous so the amount of fertilizer which the earth need you can put it there and the crop will increase definitely but then what will happen because you are taking more crops you are depleting the earth of the natural ingredients now there is no time for the earth to replenish just like you take the blood out of a person blood donor little he can give if you take more blood out then the person would die he cannot give like that once you donate for some time then you wait for few days so that the blood replenishes in the body then you can give again in this way for entire life till death you can keep on giving blood but then all the blood you take out or a good quantity then the person may die immediately will not be able to help any more so unfortunately this is what happened people started taking more crops earth did not get time to replenish and there is a data uh, which tells some rough estimate as what fertilizer we were supposed to put 50 years ago now it is roughly 50 times if i remember correctly so just imagine in 50 time 50 years around 50 times can we imagine what is 50 times maybe somebody can check it if i'm not wrong 50 time fertilizer we have to put how much chemical is going in the body so all this modern science and this thing it, it is very new thing it was not happening 50 years ago it just recent thing and now they are realizing no organic organic without chemicals chemical free these products are very costly so krishna has given very perfect understanding in the scriptures they take tell do not take more than one crop and the nature is designed in such a way that you need not 
work very hard krishna has made so nice such nice arrangement if you work hard you will only suffer just like if the farmer is willing to work hard then he will suffer the land will become barren water table will go down and all such calamities will happen so the arrangement of nature is so nice that the human being gets time time for self realization the happiness and distress of this life is also fixed so if a person knows this how much ever i may work hard i may accumulate so much of money i may accumulate so much of degree and this thing but then ultimately i will not be able to enjoy it my son will enjoy or the decoit will enjoy lawyer will enjoy doctor will enjoy the money will go away a person cannot enjoy more just like simple example how much chapatis we can eat is fixed we become millionaire billionaire trillionaire whatever but the amount of chapatis we can enjoy that is fixed it doesn't increase in proportion to our income and if we eat more then we have to fast then there is dysentery and other diseases of the body or some chronic disease you cannot eat for the rest of life so in this way destiny comes into play if you want to accumulate anyway we will not be able to enjoy so the nature is designed in such a nice manner any intelligent person can make out that nature is telling do not work hard do not work hard human life is meant for self realization i mean working hard means for personal enjoyment for krishna yes we have to work as hard as that uh, materialist works for satisfaction but for maintenance of body and soul together do not work hard so that you can work hard for krishna so farmers they would just cultivate land for 3 months and then rest of the time they would work hard for krishna engage in krishna service very very nicely so this is the design of nature so it is very very important if at all we are having any problems in life we have to understand it can be solved immediately and how it can be solved that krishna mentioned in the previous verse mam evya prapadyante mayam etam tarantite mam evya prapadyante if a person surrenders unto me mayam etam tarantite then he can cross beyond the strict laws stringent laws of the material nature the laws will not act upon him or her immediately in one second as soon as we surrender it can be perfect we can come out of all the problems so how to take living entities to the point of surrender now it is not possible how you can surrender to anybody immediately so there is a process for it for developing understanding of god so unless we know god we cannot surrender to god <clears throat> so the vedic culture is designed athato brahma jigyasa so that you save time to understand so spirituality is nothing but search of truth nothing else so the science also was another stream of philosophy you can call it just like there is vaisheshika there is uh, sankhya there is yoga these are all various paths of understanding god so science was you can call another way another philosophy of understanding truth absolute truth and this philosophy is based on the less intelligent premise that whatever i am able to perceive from my senses is fact and my senses can process and perceive everything in this world this is the fundamental on which this research of truth is based thus it is not very intelligent way of doing it but nevertheless uh that is why all the early philosophers somebody was quoting about einstein that was he a scientist or a philosopher because so many wonderful philosophical quotes are there by einstein 
and he's uh, most brilliant scientist also so science and philosophy it goes hand in hand it was there to pursue what is truth but now what we see of science is more of technology that is not about searching truth that thing is finished but the outcomes of that advancement which we made towards knowing absolute truth before knowing truth you discover the energies and uh, a yogi a stang yogi or a scientist may get lost in such energies and that is called technology and then his search for truth is finished he will never be able to understand so surrender is uh, the solution of all the problems we can do it immediately or it depends upon our individual endeavor how long we are going to take for it and the surrender depends upon knowledge how quickly we are able to understand but krishna mentions here four categories of people who will never be able to understand krishna and thus will not be able to surrender unto him which are these four people so that is mentioned in the verse here yes text number 15 namam duskriti no mudha prapadyante naradhamah mayaya paritagyana asuram bhavamashritah those miscreants who are grossly foolish lowest among mankind whose knowledge is stolen by illusion and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons do not surrender unto me what does it mean so krishna mentions there are four classes who are dushkritina kriti means they are uh, uh, kriti means some wonderful work dushkriti means wonderfully bad work they are expert in doing bad activities they are expert they are skillful but they are breaking the laws of nature so because they are breaking the laws of nature they are never able to understand what is truth and first category is mudha what is mudha so prabhupada explains mudas are those who are grossly foolish like hard working beasts of burden that we call as they want to enjoy the fruits of their labor by themselves and so do not want to part with them for, for the supreme the typical example of the beast of burden mudha means those beasts who carry burden and typical example is as the humble beast is made to work very hard by his master the as does not really know for whom he works so hard day and night he remains satisfied by filling his stomach with a bundle of grass sleeping for a while under fear of being beaten by his master and satisfying his sex appetite at the risk of being repeatedly kicked by the opposite party the as sings poetry and philosophy sometimes but this brain only disturbs others this is the position of the foolish fruitive worker who does not know for whom he should work he does not know that karma action is meant for yagya sacrifice most often those who work very hard day and night to clear the burden of self created duties say that they have no time to hear of the immortality of the living being to such mudhas material gains which are destructible are life's all in all despite the fact that mudhas enjoy only a very small fraction of the fruit of labor sometimes they spend sleepless days and nights for fruitive gain and although they may have ulcers or indigestion they are satisfied with practically no food they are simply absorbed in working hard day and night for the benefit of illusory masters 
ignorant of their real master the foolish workers waste their valuable time serving mammon unfortunately they never surrender to the supreme master of all masters nor do they take time to hear of him from the proper sources the swine who eat the soil do not care to accept sweet meats made of sugar and ghee similarly the foolish worker will untiringly continue to hear of the sense enjoyable tidings of the flickering mundane force that moves the material world so prabhupada defines what is mudha beast of burden the as so what is the typical feature of the as and so as works very very hard and want to enjoy the fruits of labor by themselves so this is not at all the vedic understanding the vedic understanding is this machine this body does not belong to me mind does not belong to me nor do the products of mind and body belong to me so all my skills mind and body are meant for others benefit even though a person is not able to understand god this is common sense understanding how common sense we have discussed before also people talk of sustainability and big big things in international schools of management but they don't understand the basic principle of sustainability and what is the basic principle basic principle is common sense there are various machines in this world and the products of the machines the machines are not using that is how the world is functioning the cow is producing the bull is producing crops cow is producing uh, milk but it does not drink its own milk it is meant for others the crops the grains which we get the fruits that we get are produced by some plant machines tree machines and they cannot enjoy their products they produce wood woods are not enjoyed by them we use the fruits the grains the woods for our benefit and what we produce are enjoyed by them they give out oxygen we give out carbon dioxide that is food for each other so in this way the world is functioning so very nicely symbiotically that a person a machine living entity is not supposed to enjoy the results of its work apart from just the mere small amount which is required for the maintenance only the human being as we discussed other species are protected by the laws of nature they follow the laws without knowing without freedom but human being has got freedom so that he can voluntarily increase dependence on god but then he does not understand this basic principle of sustainability by common sense tomorrow onwards if trees tell i will not give fruits or branches to the human beings my woods the grains are telling i will not give my fruits to the humans i will i have produced here i will die let it be strewn in the field but let the humans not take it is my product it belongs to me no what we produce does not belong to us it belongs to others so the scriptures mention if somebody is strong kshatriya body he should use his skills to protect the weaker section if somebody is rich he should use his wealth to protect the poor if somebody is intelligent it is his duty that is a sanyasi so in india beggars take the dress of sanyasi saffron beg in the train railway stations on the road sides no sanyasi is not meant for that it is duty of sanyasi he is intelligent and enlightened he must write books and literatures and enlighten the masses if he is not giving any literature any knowledge he is not passing then he is violating his duty so anybody who has got any skill should be used in the service of others this is called sustainability very simple principle so an as or less intelligent person they may have big big degrees they may go to big institutes of technology and management but will not be able to understand this basic principle 
so they do not want to part the fruits of their labor but they want to enjoy by themselves thus they are called dushkritina they are breaking the laws of nature and they are less intelligent they don't understand the simple thing if father tells i produce my daughter i will not give my daughter to anybody another father tells so i produce my son i will not give my son then what will happen how the world will go on kanyadan has to happen daughter has to be given so this is how the law works what we produce is not meant for our enjoyment so the as does not know this does not understand and also another property of as is he does not also understand that why am i working so hard i am carrying uh, so much of load of clothes and even a single piece of those clothes doesn't belong to me but i am carrying so much of load just for having a bundle small bundle of grass and this grass is there on the left side and right side of the road i travel every day why i can't just go there and eat why am i serving this man in a similar fashion the vedas implore there is no need of working very hard and serving somebody doing any jobs so that is why britishers had to change the education system because uh, vedic education system tells do not do any job job is not required at all only the shudras very very less intelligent person who do not have great intelligence they are doing job otherwise job is not required a man can grow his own food and in this way he can sustain himself very very nicely very easily all the requirements are met so after so much of hard work anyway enjoyment is not there stress depression only increases so as does as does not understand that bundle of grass i can get anywhere regulated work i have to do go to the field where grass is grown and eat that's it so in a similar fashion minimum work has to be done that's it so as does not know as is working very very hard and he may be very humble also <laughs> so thus after humility a person should develop knowledge otherwise dog is also very humble tommy shake hand he will shake hand as is also very humble so humility is no qualification in itself unless that leads to knowledge so this is one thing it is working very hard it does not know hard work is not required for the food which my dhobi is giving me and uh, then sleeping for a while under the fear of being beaten by his master master beats the ass and he is sleeping in fear any time he can come and beat in a similar fashion any time boss can scold oh mail can come in the middle of night i have to reply <laughs> or the boss can fire any time so always fearful of being beaten by the master and satisfying his sex appetite at the risk of being repeatedly kicked by the opposite party so much torture is there by the opposite party but satisfying sex appetite a person agrees to be beaten by the opposite party opposite gender so so much of breakup so much of family chaos husband wife trouble is there but all for satisfying the sex appetite a person is willing to get kicked but he cannot control his sex appetite so these are the features of as and this happens actually when they have sex as female as kicks uh, kicks the as very very nicely puts lot of kicks but then is taking the kicks for enjoying the appetite so this is the uh, so that is why uh, bhagavad gita few things are there this prabhupada is picking up everything from bhagavatam what is 
given in the explanation of the Mudhas. So Bhagavatam does not compromise at all. So although it can be very difficult, oh, what is this? But this is reality. This is our reality. Without exception, all of us in Kali Yuga, this is our training. We are trained to become such Mudhas, such asses. And uh, no, Prabhu, it is, uh, it is little extreme. What do we call extremist philosophy, radical philosophy? No, not radical. Who was doing jobs? Please understand. Earlier, only one person started doing job, man. Now, man, woman, both are working. Poor child is into drugs in from the school and pornography. And then they will tell child does not listen to me. Did you give any time to child? It, there, there is a research. Uh, typical parents, they are spending around seven quality minutes with their children. They would spend time, but entire family is in front of television. That is not time. Quality time was around seven minutes per week in Bangalore or which city it was, some city of India. So anyway, so there is no limit. Uh, the mother is also working, father is also working. Earlier only father was working and before that, one, two generations ago, nobody was working. There was no need of jobs. Even now, 60% of the people depend upon agriculture, the simple life. But then agriculture also, by this greed, fertilizers, it is... And cash crops, uh, the farmers are also in trouble. Otherwise, you grow the food you want to eat and then you are very, very peaceful and satisfied. So this is one category. Because of such grossly foolish actions, breaking the laws of nature, the main thing, enjoying the fruits of the labor. If at all they give up the fruits of labor, all sense will develop. But enjoyment of whatever I produce, then this is called Dushkriti. So such mudhas are not able to surrender to Krishna. They are not able to develop knowledge. Second class is Namam Dushkritina Muda Prapadyante Naradhama. What is Naradhama? Nar means human being and Adham means lowest. So out of 84 lakh species, Ashitim Chaturash Chaiva Lakshanstan Jeeva Jatishu. Ashitim Chaturaha, 84 lakh total machines are there. So these two-handed, two-legged machines, they are called Nara or human machines. There are 4 lakh different varieties on this planet and other planets within the universe. And out of these, there are numerous lower forms. There are mostly uncivilized. What is civilized? Civilized means who follow regulated principles of social, political and religious life. Those who are socially and politically developed, but who have no religious principles must be considered Naradhamas. So lowest of the mankind, lowest species, they are also not able to understand. They are also Dushkriti. Because although they may be very advanced socially and politically, but they have no religious principles. Without religious principles, it is told, Ahar nidra bhai methuna mevacha samanya metat pashubhinranam dharmo hi tesham adhiko vishesho Dharma is the only difference. Otherwise, ahar nidra bhai methun eating, mating, sleeping, defending is common. You work hard to enjoy the same pleasure what the animal is also enjoying, then that is that does not make us any different. So that is called Naradhama. Although they have become Nara, they have got a human body, but consciousness is like that of animal only. Just like a small child is there. There is no difference between a small child or the dog in your house. Both of them behave with equal intelligence. But human form of life, the child has opportunity to grow and his intelligence develops it no longer remains on the level of dog's intelligence. So then it becomes intelligent. So it is our duty to train it further and elevate ourselves to the principles of religion 
religious life means these codes of conduct which are required to keep proper creation maintenance destruction of this place so those people who do not follow religion they are called naradhamas they may be very so called sophisticated having good clothing having polished communication skills but no religions we means naradhama lowest of the man they are humans but very low consciousness they also are not able to understand so those who do not follow religion they are called naradhama mudas may be religious the first category they may be god believers but because of such hard work and tendency to enjoy the results of their hard work even though they have some faith in god they are not able to surrender to god and this category does not care only no idea no understanding simply political social economic development they bother about so thus in order to train our consciousness there are dashvidha sanskar 10 processes of reformatory ceremonies and joined in the manusmriti garbha dan sanskar chuda karm jat karm sanskar naam karan sanskar vivah sanskar antim sanskar these all sanskaras are there so sanskara means purification of consciousness so uh, a species which is almost on the level of animals it is reformed and made very very intelligent slowly so if these 10 processes are not there then that is uncivilized so in this age obviously because nobody is following here it is mentioned 99.9% population is naradhama they don't care about reformatory processes and next class third class is very very bright intelligence great philosophers poets literary scientists they are called mayaya aparita gyana what does it mean they are having gyana knowledge but maya their knowledge is being controlled by three modes of nature so we have to understand this body is made of various elements which are nothing but combination of three modes of nature sattva guna rajaguna and tamoguna so a person may have very nice intelligent intelligence but this intelligence this knowledge is also a product of three modes of nature only so although they are very very bright intelligent they are able to understand logics but their logics are being stolen their knowledge gyana they have but maya ya aparita aparita means to kidnap to steal away so maya the illusory energy they steal away the knowledge of such people so although apparently they may appear very learned they are known by the names of philosophers poets scientists but they are not able to understand they are also not able to surrender to god and understand god why because of this basic wrong premise that it is just it is very simple just like computers we feed logic into computers how computers are able to understand some logic we teach them language and there is a limit to which the computer can process logic beyond that it cannot understand in a similar fashion are these brains are also designed to understand logic when it it is conveyed in certain language and it has also got limit only material logics it can understand material intelligence material brain can understand material logic so if we want to understand spiritual logic cheto darpana marjanam so cleansing of intelligence mind is required that happens by this process when we are hearing discussing bhagavad gita even though we are not understanding even though taste also may not be there at times but if we are hearing the more attentively attention means we are putting mind into it if it we are putting our mind into it 
so our mind is getting cleansed by the process and the, when the mind is cleansed rajoguna tamoguna are washed away it becomes spiritualized then we are able to understand the spiritual logic till then we have to wait till this cleansing process goes on so these people they think oh whatever logics i am able to understand that is right and the logics which i am not able to understand that is wrong because my brain cannot process this is called maya aparita gyana this is wrong understanding your radar cannot trace a plane you cannot tell plane does not exist your radar range is limited so our brain range is limited up to material logics only you do not understand the nature of things in the spiritual world you do not understand the nature of spirit spirit behaves completely different from matter so these are three classes and what is the fourth class mayaya aparita gyana asuram bhavam ashritaha so what is asuram bhavam ashritaha asur asur means demon so there are two classes of people as it is mentioned in padma purana i think or in many other other scriptures other places also and what is that description bhagavad gita also describes in detail what is asur what is a demon so not that he will have some necessarily some weird features on his face no dwau bhut sargau loke asmin daiva asura evacha there are two living entities devta and asura vishnu bhakto smrato daiva those who are devotees of vishnu they are called devta asuras tad viparyayah those who are not devotee of vishnu envious of god they are called asura they are called the demons as simple as that so those who are not devoted to god they simply want to deny god this class is openly atheistic you know some people so we understand these three classes very clearly first class they may be theistic may be understanding but they are busy so much in hard work greedy after the results of their work they don't surrender second class is uh, lowest of the mankind there is no religious principles in their life without any regulations whatever they want for sense enjoyment they will do that and third segment is very intelligent brightest people of society they will write commentary on bhagavad gita also but using their material intelligence without taking it to spiritual level without purifying it and thus they also deny the existence of personality of god and this fourth class is asuram bhavam ashrita so this class they want to deny the existence of god sometimes they will tell yes even though krishna is there and still he is not the original god original substance is simply some energy and that energy has taken the form of krishna they make him subordinate to the impersonal feature although the opposite is declared in the gita krishna tells in gita brahmano hi pratishtham this brahma jyoti is situated on me the light is coming from the bulb they will tell no the bulb is coming from light personality is coming from energy so they are so much envious of the supreme that supreme can be a person so they will present uh, that i am god or i am incarnation and uh, somehow or the other they don't want to outrightly they are atheistic you tell them philosophy they will reject oh there is no god there is no person there is foolishness outrightly denying the existence of god they also obviously cannot surrender to god so these are four categories of people who will never be able to understand god those who are outrightly atheist those who are having strong faith in their own intelligence those who are not following any regulative principles in their life 
and those who are working very hard enjoying the results of their activity then lord krishna mentions there are four people who surrender unto me who are able to engage in my service chaturvidha bhajante mam jana sukritun arjuna arto arthaarthi jigyasi jigyasur gyani cha bhartarshaba so there are there is these four classes of people who surrender to krishna what is that who best among the bharatas four kinds of pious men render devotional service unto me the distressed the desirer of wealth the inquisitive and he who is searching for the knowledge of the absolute so those people who are sukritina who are following the rules and regulations regulative principles so if you follow the rules and regulations of the society of the nature you will be peaceful then the brain will have sanity and uh, we all understand isn't it when we are not peaceful we are angry frustrated we do something we repent or we are lusty so whenever we are having strong lust greed desires in the body we repent upon our activities so when the we follow the regulations in our life brain is peaceful thus behaves very sanely we are able to understand so these kind of people they are able to understand god and they are able to render service to god which kinds first one is distressed arth and artharthi these two categories are mainly meant for grahasthas they are generally distressed or they are in need of wealth so when somebody is needing wealth is lacking resources he surrenders to god you know students go please give me marks or please give me promotion give me something give me husband give me wife give me xyz we desire material opulences we go to god those who are pious they will do that and when we are in stress we also go to god and then there are two categories which are higher than these basic categories that are these are mainly for the renunciants inquisitive and who is searching for the knowledge of the absolute somebody is simply inquisitive so this uh, may, may not be very advanced in knowledge but they simply want to understand what is this what is that they keep on inquiring and then an inquisitive person may advance further he may engage himself in searching for absolute truths that human life is meant for understanding truth and in short you can call philosopher in one word so those who are philosophers they want to understand what is truth what is truth they don't want to do anything but search for truth they also surrender to god so these four kinds of people are able to chaturvida bhajante mam they are able to render devotional service unto krishna and then krishna tells although these four classes are good tesham gyani nitya yukta ek bhaktir visheshyate priyo hi gyanino atyartham aham satcha mama priya of these the wise one who is in full knowledge in union with me and through pure devotional service is the best for i am very dear to him and he is dear to me so krishna is telling these are all good people udara sarva evaite udara means magnanimous souls gyani tu tu means but although these all are very great magnanimous souls gyani tvatma eva me matam astita sahi yukta atma mam eva nuttamam gatim all these devotees are undoubtedly magnanimous souls but he who is situated in knowledge of me i consider verily to dwell in me being engaged in my transcendental service he attains me so krishna is telling all these are magnanimous souls and krishna is very happy with all these people because somehow they are approaching 
the less intelligent class they want to approach god for relieving material stress or for material benefits so this is kind of business i worship you you give me something but nevertheless there is exchange there is relationship at least he is approaching god submitting himself so god becomes happy just like dhruv maharaj was there so somehow or the other it is told that even though you are having all material desires please surrender unto krishna only because even if you want material benefits you cannot get beyond your destiny by worshiping any devta anything anybody but if you surrender to krishna krishna may give something which is if you surrender properly which is not there in your destiny also just like dhruv maharaj dhruv maharaj was desirous of a very huge kingdom but the result is very nice as soon as a person surrenders to krishna and he is able to perceive krishna and see krishna he gets so much satisfaction he understands as dhruv maharaj told sthana abhilashi tapasi sthito ham tvam praptavan dev munindra guhyam sthana abhilashi i was desiring a very great place a great kingdom tapasi sthito ham i started doing tapasya to get this huge kingdom for myself but what i have got is praptavan tvam devamunindra guhyam i have got you who are very very rarely obtained even by the devatas demigods and munindra the best of the sages the rishis they are also not able to attain you and i have got you kacham vichinvan api divya ratnam so now i have realized what i was desiring was broken pieces of glasses kacham vichinvan api divya ratnam and what i have got my desire was that of broken pieces of glass and what i have got is a very valuable jewel swamin kritartu asmi varam nayache so i am completely satisfied i am so much grateful i do not want anything else in life but nevertheless he was given all the opulence which he wanted also which was not destined for any he was given a spiritual planet which is beyond anybody's destiny through destiny you get only material things so if you surrender to krishna we become pure our desires also vanished we we become completely satisfied at the same time krishna fulfills the desires of the devotees although it is not very wise that as krishna tells although these are good people those who are desirous of wealth those who are in stress but what happens not everyone is like dhruv maharaj who can continue his tapasya till he is able to witness supreme personality so usually when they approach krishna krishna solves their problems and once they are out of the problem they forget krishna or sometimes if the problems are not properly heard of so prabhupad gives the example in germany after world war all the women they went to the church please send our husbands or sons back and germany lost badly most of them died they did not come back so they all became atheists so big chunk of population is atheist became atheist in germany because god did not fulfill my desire so this order supplier attitude is not very good so when we are chanting hari krishna maha mantra that also should not be done as an order supplier mood then that is an offense uh, there are 10 offenses which we have to avoid in order to contact krishna as soon as we contact krishna all the past sinful activities are destroyed person is able to get unlimited peace unlimited freedom and he understands the science of god by offenseless chanting so one such offenses to consider the chanting of hari krishna as one of the auspicious ritualistic activities offered in the vedas in the karmakanda portion so karmakanda portion means you do this thing you will get benefit problems of life will be solved 
So Hare Krishna Mahamatra should not be done for that to get rid of disease, to get rid of something, although it can do that. And Prabhupada gives example in Calcutta, there was plague and nobody was able to solve it. Then the people started Sankirtan. House to house, they went and did Sankirtan. It got solved. In Hyderabad, when Prabhupada was there, they were told, they were asking Iskon, please give us money. Uh, you have so much of funds, foreign funds. Please give us something. We are suffering because of drought, famine. So Prabhupada wrote very nice letter. We are suffering because of our misdeeds. You should do Kirtan. But anyway, uh, then Prabhupada went there, Hyderabad, for big program and there was Kirtan and after a very very long drought immediately there were rains so and many because it is Krishna only all energies of Krishna are there so these byproducts will follow but we should not use Krishna as an order supplier that is an offense then we will get those results but will not get the ultimate result of chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra so we should not be there in order supplier mode uh, that is why Krishna tells all these are undoubtedly magnanimous, but jnani among them who is situated in knowledge, I consider verily to dwell in me. He is most dear, he is very dear to me, a person who is philosopher. So that is why reading the books is very, very important if you want to become dear to Krishna and only such jnani. So he Krishna is telling here, being engaged in my service, Mam Evanuttamam Gatim. He is dear to Krishna, so he is able to attain Krishna. Others are not able to attain Krishna. So others, uh, nevertheless, they are undoubtedly magnanimous because if they stick to the process, they will also come to the level of jnani. But unless somebody reaches the level of jnani, he develops knowledge of truths, he will not be able to attain Krishna. So thus, uh, it is very, very important that we hear very nicely, we read very nicely, and we repeat also these instructions uh, very nicely by realizing ourselves once we have realized. Then by reading, hearing, and repeating, speaking, this Vedic knowledge is revealed. We become jnani philosophers. And then there is a possibility of attaining Krishna. And then when does a jnani attain Krishna? Because he is dear to Krishna, then immediately he can attain Krishna, maybe 5-10 years. So Krishna tells in next shloka. Bahunam janma namante jnanavan maam prapadyate vasudeva sarvam iti samahatma sudurlabha Bahunam janma namante Jnani is very dear to me. First of all, it is very difficult to become a devotee. Bhajante maam, engage in service of Krishna. Among all the people who serve Krishna, Jnani is very dear to Krishna. Maam evanuttamam gatim. But Bahunam Janmanamante, such a soul also will take after many births and deaths. He who is actually in knowledge surrenders to me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Vasudeva Sarvamiti, he understands there is nothing but Vasudev everywhere. Krishna and his energies only are existing in different transformated features. Some transformed features. Vasudeva Sarvamiti, Samahatma, such a Mahatma, great soul. Sudurlabha. Durlabha means rare. Sudurlabha means very rare. So such a personality is very rare who understands in this world nothing exists but Krishna and his energies. I am also energy of Krishna. Matter is also energy of Krishna. Energy is supposed to serve the energetic. So Jnani, first of all, it is difficult to become philosopher Jnani. And then Jnani also takes many, many lives. Why is he taking such a long time that Krishna mentions here? Because Prapadyate. In the previous class, Krishna mentions 
Maam Eve Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite. Only one who surrenders unto me can cross beyond Maya. So because Jnani, he is also a philosopher, he wants to understand Krishna, does research. So he does a lot of research. And if he persists with his research work, once he understands, he has developed conviction by his research work, then he will surrender to Krishna. So if you want to do research about God, it is very nice. If you are able to persist life after life, Newton, Einstein, all of them, they persist. What is truth? What is truth? What is truth? After many, many lifetimes, they will be able to come to this understanding. Vasudeva Sarvamiti. So Prabhupada tells, if you want to save time, then take instruction of Krishna and surrender directly and make your life successful. Because truth is one. Truth cannot be many. So conclusion is one. And the truth himself is revealing his knowledge. So why don't we accept? So that is why this factor is very important. Prapadyate. So I repeat, I have seen many, we see many, many people. They follow very nicely. Bhajante Maam. They are not non-devotees. They are not mudhas. They are working hard for Krishna. Some people are having a very simple life. But for Krishna, they work very nicely. Offer all their money to Krishna also very nicely. And very pious. They will not do any wrong activities. But prapadyate, surrender is not there. So they will take many lives. After many lives, they will be able to surrender to Krishna. And it is common sense. If you don't surrender to government, then punishment continues. Repeated birth and death, birth and death, birth and death. Then after a long time, one is able to realize. So becoming a devotee is rare. Even though a person may become devotee, philosopher is rare. A philosopher devotee is following nicely Krishna consciousness. Philosopher devotee cannot bear separation from Krishna even for a second. Every second he wants to touch Krishna. Please read the purport of previous shloka. But such a devotee also is very nicely serving Krishna. He will take many, many lives. Bahunam Janmanam Ante. And then he will surrender. So this is the differentiating factor. And if I am very less intelligent, I am even a dog. Dog also can become successful in spiritual life if he surrenders to Krishna. How he can surrender to Krishna? If he is a dog of Vaishnava, Vaishnava is a devotee of Krishna. So if he simply takes the instruction of his master who is a devotee, a dog also can become liberated. So somehow or the other, we have to learn this art of surrender. Anyway, we are surrendered. We are surrendered to the entire communist countries. They are surrendered to Marx or Lenin. They are following their ideology thinking. If we rule, govern, live in this way, we'll be happy. Some people are following famous capitalists. Others are following Bollywood celebrities. Oh, if I look in the face of opposite sex, I have a nice partner. I'll be happy entire life. That is my only objective of life. Some people are following the great scientists. If I can go to some other planet, my life would be... So anyway, we are surrendered to some... We idolize some people. Or we are surrendered to our senses. As soon as my tongue demands anything, zomato, immediately I want to have it. I want to cook it. I want to eat it. I am surrendered to my mind. Whatever my mind tells me to believe, I believe in that. I am anyway surrendered to my senses. So surrender is required for us for energy. Energy has no independence. It, it has to follow either the dictates of external energy or the internal energy of Krishna. That is our position. So that is why if we are wise, there is evidence, there is historical evidence. Dhruva Maharaj, Prahlad Maharaj, Shad Goswami, all the sannyasis. Nobody can live in hallucination for entire life, life after life. There is so much of pleasure. There is present evidence also in the movement. There is evidence in your life. You can see how much you are advanced. You have advanced by following the process. So there is no dearth of evidence. 
So if we are able to surrender or at least pick up the process of surrender, picking up the process is very simple. Get up early in the morning, do morning sadhana, finish your rounds in the morning, read Bhagavad Gita and engage in the service of Krishna. And then knowledge will come and we'll be able to surrender. So please at least follow these rules and regulations very nicely, which take us to surrender. But ultimately we have to surrender. Surrender means 100% I follow the instructions which are mentioned by Krishna. And uh, if we have any confusions, it is all right. We can stick to it. It may take a long time, but this is the differentiating factor. Those who are able to surrender are able to succeed in one life. Those who are not able to surrender, they may take many, many lives. So with this, we will end. And now we'll follow this wonderful process of surrender to Krishna, which is very, very powerful. Simply by chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Krishna reveals his knowledge. And thus we are able, somebody asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, how can I surrender unto you? To, so to surrender to Krishna means surrendering to spiritual master. That is Krishna's instruction. So Prabhupada laughed, uh, smiled and said, so simply chant 16 rounds and follow four regulative principles and you will be able to surrender unto me. So just following these rules and regulations very strictly, we will be able to, the knowledge is revealed. And once the knowledge is revealed, we will be able to surrender to Krishna, to spiritual master.